Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. Welcome back for another three-episode stretch, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, talking about the game, the game. The only game. Daniel, the SEC champion. The only game I care about and you should care about and anybody cares about here on the Locked On Bulldogs, and that's the SEC championship uh, game. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. You picked a good week to start listening. Hey. Congratulations. Welcome. Glad you're here. Welcome. Uh, a couple of warnings, preludes, really. Mm-hmm. Things that, that you should sign. You know, like, think of this as the prenup of podcasts. <laughs> That's um, right. Before you get too committed into what you're doing here, you should probably get to know what you're getting yourself committed to, right, Daniel? It's, it feels like a good idea in all matters of life. Yeah. Um, yeah so, I mean... You make it sound so negative, Clint. Like what you're about to share with the people is is terrible news. It's not. It's the best news you could hear because Daniel and I, uh, we are fans, and so we like talking as you would, but not like the expert analysis would as they break down film. Okay, we're not gurus. We don't own stock in any major network, so we don't. We're not beholden to CBS That's or correct. ESPN. For example, um, we actually just talk like Tim, like us. Tim Brando works for Fox, and we believe uh-huh. he is an idiot. He's compromised. Meanwhile, Gary Danielson works for CBS, and we know Correct. for a fact that he's an idiot. Mean that's not that's not disputed. Meanwhile, Paul Feinbaum works for the Walt Disney Corporation and ESPN, and um, we don't even acknowledge his existence on this on this program uh yeah we're fans we are georgia fans first and foremost this is a podcast for fans by fans um we're not here to break down film we're not here to give you the takes of former sec players who are going to recall our own glory days uh when we were and those are bad ones when we were toting the rock for old miss or whoever it was uh We're just going to talk about this team, about this university, and about, um, yeah, about the things that we want to talk about, the things you want to talk about. So if you want to join in that conversation, as always, you can do that by emailing us at LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter, at Dogs Podcast. You can leave us a rating, uh, five stars, always preferred. You can write us a little (laughs) review there on Apple Podcasts. That helps us out. A tremendous amount, even if it's just a few words. Thank you so much to all of you who have already done that. We really appreciate it. All of you who listen and subscribe and download um, and tell your friends and retweet uh, and all of those things. All of those are greatly appreciated. Um, uh, But we're not here to talk about what you can do. We're here to talk about what this team can do, Clint, because it it is... the greatest week of the year for two teams, and it it is yep. the most miserable week of the year for for twelve other teams in the SEC, who who don't have anything to cheer for, and are just thinking about how their team couldn't get it done. Looking at you, Dan. Hey, Looking at you. Hey, Dan. How you, how you doing, brother? I'm, I hope you're on the recruiting trail early. You're gonna need it. Yeah, that's not going to help. You're not closing nope. the gap, Dan. No. That's not how gaps work. Um, no. Uh, so, uh, Clint. Daniel, we talked, yeah, we talked famously at the beginning of the week 
uh, how this game was going to feel to us. Uh, did we not? And, and mm-hmm. we kind of gave our beginning takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, early. Er, right. The cat's out of the bag. Um, uh, uh-huh. We we let it be known just to God and everybody how we feel about this game, how we think it's going to go. Um, uh, and like any good reality TV program, we um, we have some uh, a healthy amount of disagreement in in the way that we feel. Uh, violently disagree. Could not be more juxtaposed. Daniel is sitting twiddling his thumbs and knitting in complete bliss thinking ah we're gonna lose this it's okay let me just enjoy the the waffle house with other coaches that aren't coaching this saturday Hmm. uh as i sit back and watch us lose while i on the other hand am fully confident expectant and ready for us to win this game daniel has your take changed at all my take uh has not changed i i don't believe i don't believe we're gonna win this game has your take changed at all clint have you awakened to any new realities which have which have caused you to change your mind uh i i have awakened to new realities but those new realities only solidify Mm. my position further a little bit of a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy is that what that what it was you were you only follow people on Twitter who believe the same thing as you, and therefore you only continue to believe that thing more and more. Is that is that what I'm hearing you say? Uh, if if by the right side, then yes. If that's <laughs> what you mean by the correct side, then yes, I do that, Daniel. Okay. Um, why don't you try to hear about this? I'll, gi- I'll give you the the floor. Why don't you try to convince me how wrong I am? Well, listen, you're not wrong for believing in your team. And certainly, let's don't no. let's don't misunderstand how I feel. I my prediction is we will not win the game. Now I, that doesn't that doesn't change anything about my fandom, or nor does it change anything about the way the manner in which I will be cheering. I will certainly not be sitting on my hands blissfully watching the game. Uh, <laughs> I I I make no bones about the fact that it will be just as agonizing for me if we lose. Uh, as it would be if I thought we were going to win and we then lost. But but I don't think that we're going to win. And um, and here's why, Clint. It's it's simply sure. a matter of um, the classic uh, immovable object meets the what's that thing? Mm-hmm. What's that? How's that saying go? I don't know. The something force the whatever i don't know we have a good defense and they have a good offense there uh, go. and something the the proverbial something has to give well okay um i don't think that it is possible now hear me when i say possible i don't think it's possible for lsu to score less than 30 points in this game uh i don't think it's possible for our defense to hold them to under 30 and that won't wow. that won't mean that our defense is trash and that our defense is whatever and that whatever and I know all you're going to quote the Auburn score at me which was at Auburn um, uh, and so I will quote the Florida score back at you which Florida has a better defense than Auburn uh, and uh, gave up 42 points to LSU this year um, I don't think that's possible for us to allow LSU to score less than 30 points. 
And while I do believe that we will be able to score on LSU, um, I I do not think that this team has what the 2017 team had. A lot of people are comparing this game to Oklahoma in 2017, which, if you recall, uh-huh. we gave up 48 points in that game. So, like, points. let's don't yeah. let's don't act like. The, our defense sh- shutting them down is the only way we can win this game because that's silliness. But I think what that 2017 team had was some like killer instinct finisher dudes at the end of the game that could go out and and get some. They had Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle. I'm not trying to take shots at DeAndre Swift, but I'm saying this offense as a whole. Are you going to trust them in a back and forth game in the fourth quarter? Are you going to trust this offense? I just, I can't. I've seen too much of the offense. I know the defense is going to get some key stops, and I know the defense is going to give up points. I don't trust the offense to be able to keep up, and so that's it. It just simply comes down to that. That's why I don't think we're going to win this game. How am I wrong? You could not be more wrong. Here's why, Daniel. You want to cite not being able to, to keep them close. I want to go. I want to travel back. Get in the way back. I didn't say we wouldn't be able to keep the game close. I oh, said we wouldn't be, able to, be able to stop keep them below thirty. That, stop them from scoring. That is correct. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. All right. Here's the deal. Travel back just one year with okay. me. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to go 2018 Alabama. Here's the scores they put up that year. Okay. 51, 57, 62, 45, 56, 65, 39, 58, 29, 24, 50, 52. Sound familiar to anybody? Those are those are big numbers. 55, 45, 65, 66, 42, 36, 23, 46. It's it's LSU scores. That's okay. Right. To prove this point further, this year's LSU team is averaging 560 yards per game. Good for number one in the nation. Uh, Bama team, 2018, 522, 40 yards less, still one of the top offenses in the entire nation. Okay, Daniel. Okay. Uh, 2000, 2018, was our defense anywhere near as good as this year's no, defense, No, no, it was not. No, it was not. No. We gave up 314 yards per game that year. Mm-hmm. We were fifth in the SEC. I'm just going to let you know right now, that's not the stat for this year's team. We're giving up 257 yards per game, Daniel. That 257 yards per game. That's first in the SEC by a mile. By a mile, by by close to 50 yards yeah. per game. Florida's next closest. Good for fourth in the nation, mm-hmm. Daniel. Fourth in the nation. Okay. Do you remember 2018 SEC championship game? We were neck and neck, not neck and neck, we were dominating offense their offense Uh, on defense that is correct yes okay until a fluke injury brought in a running quarterback a fluke quarterback done a fluke injury brought in a fluke heavy air quotes football player uh (laughs) heavy air quotes tim tebow-esque quote football player okay tim tebow Uh, tim tebow was freaking peyton manning compared to jalen hurts no that's true okay um, all, all I'm trying to say is if, is if you think we can't dominate on defense, 
statistically that is that is inaccurate. Now you may you may think we're, we're not going to be able to stop this Joe Burrow led offense, which by the way it's quite impressive. They have the number one and number three leading receivers in the SEC. Mm-hmm. They have the third leading running back in the SEC. Mm-hmm. That's quite impressive. I'm not I'm not downplaying that. Okay. What I'm saying is we we were able to stop a high-powered offense just last year in the SEC championship with, I want to say, 60% the talent and skill and ferocity of this defense. We're easily holding them under 30. And I say easily holding them under 30. They ain't never faced anybody like this, Daniel. You know what I'm saying? Not even, not even close. Listen... Number one, Clint, I'm happy for you because l- <laughs> listeners to the podcast have never liked you more. There's never, like, there's never been a time in the history of the podcast when people were like, you know, that Clint guy. I think he's the only half decent one of the bunch. Um, they just said right now, which one's from the West Coast again? Right. Which which one's the Southern boy? Which one's the one that eats brie on his hamburgers? You know, he. You know, now that I think about it, honey, he makes some good points. He makes some valid arguments, honey. I think we should give him a second chance. I don't know. That other guy, he feels like he's compromised. He's gone the way of Feinbaum. Um, Clint, I love you, and I love this team. We gave up 35 points in that SEC championship game last year. Um, We're going to give up 30-plus again this year. Uh, But... Maybe we can score a bunch of points. To me, it's just more about the – see, that's the thing. I'm I'm making my case, and it's all built around our offense. You're making your case, Correct. and it's all built around our defense. And what do you know? We've come to two different conclusions about how this game's going to go <laughs> because this Georgia team is one that will – half the time they're on the field, they will frustrate the crap out of you, and half the time they're on the field, uh-huh. they are the best thing that you've ever seen. Uh, so – we will just have to wait and see. All right. Um, uh, we will get back into this game. Uh, we read some dumb stuff on the internet, and we got some mailbag questions. But first, Audible has the world's largest selection of audiobooks and audio entertainment, and you can start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. Visit audible.com slash locked on. If you're listening on the go and can't visit Audible right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at lockedonpodcast.com slash offers. Dumb stuff we read on the internet. We love reading dumb stuff every single week. We find it. We bring it to you. Um, now, Daniel, I, I have to admit, this first thing that I read, I don't know if it's dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. Is it something okay. I said? Are you just? Is this a quote from me from earlier in the episode? <laughs> well, well, to be fair, you have used this exact same argument to make a, a point of a bet. Okay. That you you made on UCLA, I believe, actually was the bet, Daniel. You bet for UCLA. Don't. <laughs> I don't know why. We'll get to the locks tomorrow, but we have such a good record going this year, Clint. I don't know why we do. one has to we bring do. up UCLA in this. Wow. This Talk was about, a safe space. About a bad team. We went from we went from disagreeing about a football game in the last segment to now we're not friends anymore. That's this, yeah, that's now. What, I just I just took off the proverbial leather glove back in <laughs> in Victorian days, and I right. slapped you across the face with it. I challenge you to a duel. All right, um, what did you read on the internet? Here, here's what I read. I read uh, a a actually a, a writer for the dogs mention that 
According to roster composition based upon recruiting rankings, Georgia has the slight advantage on the roster to LSU based upon composition of points tallied for three-star, four-star, five-star. Sure. We have the edge on that. Now, I don't know if this is stupid or not because on the field, to, uh, to your point, I watch LSU's offense. I don't care how many stars they got. This thing is a machine. Like, like it just clicks on all cylinders all the time. Correct. It's incredible. I look at our defense and I go, I, I don't really care because because how many times are we going to say Tate Crowder was a three-star running back mm-hmm. and now he's going sideline to sideline? J.R. Reed. Is this a... Yeah, J.R. Reed, a Tulsa transfer. Just <laughs> coming out. Right. Um, I, is this a dumb thing, Daniel? I can't make sense of this. I think it is dumb. You know, like I just yeah. think because what it ends up doing is it ends up comparing... And again, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to go negative, but like just it's an easy example because you already mentioned the uh LSU wide receivers who are elite. Um elite. Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Now, what it ends up doing is it ends up comparing and I don't know what Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson were ranked coming out of high school. I imagine they were probably like four stars at least, but uh it ends up comparing guys like that to say, Dominic Blaylock and George Pickens, who were both five stars coming out of high school. Now, Clint. Correct. Who were the better wide receivers on Saturday? Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson or Dominic Blaylock and George Pickens? Like, You can add 15 other names between those two sets of names, and it would still be Chase and Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, these are... So, what they were coming out of high school is a far cry, uh, often, from what they are today and so do i put a ton of stock in that you know no i probably don't because uh who's a you know who's a better running back clyde edwards Hilaire or zamir white but who was ranked right. better com- who was ranked higher coming out of high school so like that's just a and you go to the other side of the equation as well who's a better you know, who's a better linebacker, Tay Crowder or whatever five-star linebacker LSU has? Well, Tay Crowder's a better linebacker. Right. So I just don't think you can put a ton of stock in that. And that's that's sort of leads the beauty of college football is that's that's why they play the game on the field. Because, like, we can sit here and we can look Quite at— literally. We can look at common opponents and we can look at um, statistics and we can look at history. But, but again, none of that really means anything. On Saturday, uh, no. because the ball is going to bounce and people are going to throw it, people are going to catch it, people are going to make plays, people are going to miss plays, and and so really all all your talent can do, I think, is keep you close. And I think what mm-hmm. what that article mm-hmm. should tell you is, um, Georgia has what it takes to keep this game close as the underdog. I think that's what I take away from that article for sure. That's a fair fair point. Uh, the second thing, Daniel, that I read, and this is just stupid. I, I don't I don't know how they were allowed to do this. Uh, we've already mentioned we have the fourth best defense in the entire nation, not the SEC, mm-hmm. the entire nation, mm-hmm. Daniel. Uh, the all SEC defensive team came out this week, Daniel. Uh, take take a guess how many Georgia Bulldogs were on that list. Um, well, I mean. Tay Crowder is a finalist for the for the Butkus Award. 
So uh-huh. best linebacker in the nation. He's he's a finalist for it. Surely he would be on the team. You would be incorrect. J.R. Reed and all everything safety, captain, leader of the defense, signal caller, nah. quarterback. Nah, hard pass on that too. Don't don't need him. He's not he's not good enough to make that list, Daniel. No. Eric Stokes. Uh just a who nobody's who's who, nobody's thrown in his direction no, for eight weeks. Yeah, correct. Who who hasn't needed to make a play in a month and a half. Um he on the team, Clint? He's not. How about Daniel. how about how about Jordan Davis? How about Monty Rice? The man eater himself, the the surest tackler in the SEC. How about Richard nope, LeCount? Those didn't. He's make had it. he's had nah. No, he's had fumble recoveries, interceptions, hard hits, great stops. Nope, he didn't make it. Daniel. What about Mal- not a single. What about Malik Herring? We've been talking about him a lot. Or, or how about Tyler Clark? Who, oh, by Tyler the way, Clark. Coach O, by the way, Coach O has seen film. Daniel, he got a couple tapes of the last weeks, and he says, "Oh, 52, 52 is doing something." Mm-hmm. He, Coach O, Coach O likes. He, a translator told you that, but yes, that, that's apparently, <laughs> that is apparently, that's apparently what he that said. That's apparently what he said. There was a man with one tooth standing next to Coach O with a microphone who was translating everything that he said. Um, uh, not a single person, not one. Uh, I'm sorry. Technically, technically. Since it includes special teams, Rodrigo was on this team. But nobody for the defense. Um, you know, Clint, I think, that's a, I think that's a badge of honor is what that is. That is because you said it, you said it earlier this week on the podcast. Uh, we are so deep on this defense, and there is literally no drop-off. None. None. Um and so I love it. That you know what? That's that's that sounds fantastic. Because the only other alternative that they had, which they should have done, but I know they wouldn't, the only other alternative they had is just to put R two D as the all, all first team all defense. Like this But but guys, we can only list eleven. Nope, we're nope. listing twenty two. Twenty two. Put them on the board. Put them uh, on the board. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. No, that was those were the things that we rounded up. I'm sure you read other dumb things. If you did, uh, let us know what you read that was dumb. Uh, we're gonna come back with uh, it's Wednesday, so we know what that means. It's mailbag time, Daniel. We got some questions to ask, get some insight from each other. Uh, coming at you with mailbag. All right, Clint. All right, so mailbag time. Um, I have I have two questions here. One of them is related yep. to the SEC championship game. One of them is not. Which one do you want first? Uh, give me the one that is SEC championship related, Daniel. I want that. Okay. This question reads as follows. When we win the game on Saturday. I like it already. I thought you would. When we win the game on Saturday, where will it land on your all-time favorite UGA wins list. Oh, okay. Let's say where it's not going to land. Okay. okay. Uh, it's not going to land above Notre Dame two years ago. Uh, it's. Are you listing not... these in order? Was that number no. one your favorite? Okay. No. Okay. No. You're just naming. Heavens, no. Okay. <laughs> I thought as, that as is an odd place. <laughs> 
to have be your favorite win of all time. The second game no. of the regular season. No. no. Heavens. Heavens, no. Okay. Damn. All right. So it's not going to land above that. It's not going to land above that? It's not going to land above any game in which we have beaten Florida. So, wowzer. Sorry. Okay. So Can't now we're. Any game so now it's Florida. outside of the top 70. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that I have seen. So this is oh, this is okay. since I become a fan. So okay, okay. Um, it's not going to go uh, SEC championship win. Uh, that's not going to go above that. But this will uh, be an Auburn. SEC championship win. Uh, just uh, just but, a word but, but, but I, I understand that. Okay. Uh, but the fact that we lost to Auburn so badly and then beat them uh, in that same year, it's not going to go above that. It's definitely not going to go above the win at Oklahoma. Okay, uh, that is the that's the best game. The Rose Bowl. So what you're saying. the Rose yeah. Bowl, correct, mm-hmm. correct. Um, so Daniel, it, what I'm hearing you say it's is sit somewhere there now. in Kirby Smart's tenure. Uh huh. Alone, if we were to just narrow it down to that, in let me Kirby Smart Florida's because that was just that was just me throwing shade. Okay? But that's three Floridas, three Florida wins sure. in Kirby Smart's tenure, plus Notre Dame, uh-huh. plus Oklahoma, plus Auburn. SEC championship uh-huh. game. So it would be seventh? Seventh. Correct. In Kirby Smart's tenure? That's correct. Okay. That's not correct. Is this is, <laughs> let me let me interject here. You remember all that credibility you had built up with it's, all those listeners? It just it just got washed all the way, Daniel. It just <laughs> went down the drain. You hear that? That's what I, you going down. Listener, what I hope you're saying right now. Just in the gym, out loud, as you're listening to this podcast. Just so the person on the treadmill next to you is taking out an AirPod and and going, "I'm sorry, are you talking to me?" Um, <laughs> what I hope you're saying out loud right now is, "It's we're gonna win the damn SEC championship, and you're going to put a regular season victory against Notre Dame ahead of it." Uh, that's that was, insane. That was more. That was more program-defining, Daniel, for the tenure of Kirby Smart. No, it wasn't. It didn't. It didn't. It, 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 it didn't was. immediately land us in the college football playoff for the second time in three years. That's how you define a program. That's how you make a dynasty, is by making it to the college football playoff two times in three years. That's when you start to get to put your big boy pants on and sit at the big boy table. All right. This win would be more would be better than the Auburn win two years ago if we were to do it. Oh, if we were to pull it off, this win this would be the biggest win. This win would not be as big as the Rose Bowl victory. Okay, it would it would come behind that. And in terms of my favorite um, games. It would fall behind the only other two games in the Kirby Smart era that it would fall behind would be the 2017 Tennessee game, 41 to nothing. Oh, gosh, yes. And the 2017 Florida game, 42 to 7. Uh, those two games were two of my favorite regular season games I've ever seen in my entire life. Um I have a very soft spot in my heart for the 2002 SEC Championship game. I was in the building. Uh, was that DJ? 
No, that was 2005. I was also in the building against LSU. 2002 was against Arkansas. We blocked mm. a punt on the opening drive of the game and scored um, and never looked back. Um, but this, yeah, I think this would be in the top five. This would be in the top my top five favorite wins of, of all time. It would right. be, it it would mean, you could argue it would mean more than any win Kirby's ever had for the program just because it would solidify the multiple trips to the college football playoff, which, which means it two trips to the college football playoff. I hope this makes sense. It means more than twice as much as one trip to the college football playoff. You know what I'm saying? Like mathematically it checks out. I will say this. We win this game. I already love Kirby. You love Kirby. He wins this. No one in the national media ever questions him again. No. Well, well, false. For the that's next false. Year. No, that's yeah, false. For, for the next year until he loses one game on the record. No, the until in, but, until we play against Clemson and people people the narrative is Kirby's going to get out coached by Dabo. Oh gosh, don't can, hey, we made a we made a rule that Jorge had to be called Jorge once he achieved it. Can we? Yeah, but can we not call him Dabo until? The, until later, that guy just—I can't stand him. The adult baby, Dabo Swinney. Yep. Um, uh, all right, you had a second right, question. One for more. Me. One more question. There are three, as of as of the recording, as of this recording, there are three SEC football jobs who that are currently available. They're dropping uh, like flies. They are the Ole Miss job, the Arkansas job, and the Missouri job. Now rumors abound. We're not going to get into the rumor mill of who's who might go where and what names might be which and whatever. Uh, because honestly, because once we say it, it probably, it could be by the time this is even released, they might've hired somebody and there's no need to, to it's do out, it. Yeah. It's outdated. So I have two questions for you, Clint. Old Miss, Arkansas and Missouri. My first question is this in a vacuum. What's, okay. what's the best job of those three? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Missouri has a new facility coming up, new stadium. As as we've are, well, are there going to be seats in it, or just well or, ju- <laughs> or just landscaping? Is it? Did they did they buy, did they buy mulch to put down for people yes. to sit on? Missouri's over here asking about LED lights from from us, and they want to they want to talk to our our engineers, and we're like, oh yeah, here's how we do the lights. Like, no, 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 no. How how'd you do those fold down seats? How'd you, what, what what them then? How'd like you put those? There? Did you just use Phillips head screws right into them, or how'd you do those in there? What'd you do with the the old metal? How did you recycle that and use it? In the facility, um, Old Miss is I, the last one. On this list is Old Miss to me. Okay, okay. As a program, wow. The last on the list is Old Miss. Probably to me. the most tradition of the three, though. No, you got the La- Grove. The you got the fan base. You've got sure. you got the historical sure. good teams, like from uh, Old Miss. But quote unquote, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I think Old Miss got the most money. Maybe not with Jerry Jones. Uh, well, maybe not, not with Jerry Jones. See. And that's where I'm going to. Uh, Arkansas is the most attractive job to me. Okay. Uh, it's closer. It's closer in research, uh, recruiting circles. Uh, it's got the most money, the most backing. You got to perform at that job. So maybe as a as a coach, man, you got to be on or not. Because if you're not, you done quick. You know well, that hook is short. Uh, uh, but Arkansas is the job for me that right. seems the most appealing. Foreshadowing question. What say you? Well. I think it's probably Ole Miss to me. 
but I could be swayed to Arkansas. Maybe it's not Missouri. Missouri is no, a, it's not Missouri. Missouri is a Midwestern basketball school. Um, <laughs> which which school? Now this is a predictive question. Which school okay. is going to at the end of the or at the beginning of the 2019 season when we get on this podcast and we say who made the best hire of the new mm. coaches in the SEC? Who landed the coach that impresses you the most or that you believe um subjectively obviously that you believe is going to be the best hire? Which school are we going to say made the best hire? Now to that, I will say it's Old Miss. Old Miss will have hired the best coach when we start this. Interesting. Is that because you have a particular person in mind or because you just don't trust you trust their hiring process more? I, uh, Missouri is gonna Missouri can't hire worth a darn, okay? They just they don't know what they're doing. They're just gonna go find somebody on the roster 10 years ago who coached who, who was a linebacker and say you're in. Uh, Arkansas's track record of finding a coach is bad. Ole Miss shouldn't have been fired. Okay, just should not have been. He, Offense was clicking, team was clicking. That was stupid. He should not have been fired. He really uh, should. I think they can. Now the Plumley kids in the portal. It's gonna be. Oh gosh. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough sledding. Uh, but I think Ole Miss has shown a track record of actually getting somebody in there. I don't know why they fired him. I think it's because they already have somebody. But we shall see. Uh, all we'll right. See. Clint, uh, that does it for Wednesday's episode. Tomorrow we are back, and we are back with official predictions from the game, as if we haven't given out official predictions already for the game. But we will see if anyone's mind changes overnight. Um, uh, Uh We will be back tomorrow. We will be giving out locks um, for you, the people, and we will be getting down to exact score predictions for the Georgia-LSU game, uh, how we believe the game's going to go, detailed breakdowns, all that and more. Uh, so come back uh, and be with us tomorrow. Let's be honest. What else have you got to do? Like at this point, we are just. It's SEC week, man. Come on, y'all. We are zoned in. We are locked in uh, proverbially and uh, literally. I see what you did there. Uh, so come on back to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. Um, uh, send us an email. Um, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts. Tell Clint that you love him for his. Um, for his just absolutely vanilla Homer takes. And um, <laughs> don't you dare. And, don't you dare. We, I went deep diving into stats. Those aren't Homer takes. Uh, and we will be back with you all tomorrow. See ya.